You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. This is the part of the show where we get you guys involved and we let you ask us whatever you want to ask us. No question is off limits. Right. So we got... We got some time with y'all because we didn't bring y'all out in the snow for no reason. So we're going to get through some questions. 50 baby. minutes. So we have Denora and Josh. Everyone shout out Joshua Dwayne. Josh. There's I ain't sign up for all of this, photos, Josh. Photos, videos, podcasts, everything. Well, first off, shout out to the crew who's helping to run everything here. Everyone has their stations that they're at. Josh, Matt, so Bello, Dave. Who am I missing? Tasha, Ben. Ben. We Dave. love all y'all. I said Everybody's Dave. all over. He said Dave. Said Dave twice. Dope. <laughs> yes, you did. Oh, no, I'm getting nervous now, Josh, because you're pointing stuff out, yelling. So silly. Let me tell y'all something about Josh. No, let me not. He's not. All right, so they have microphones on either side here, and we'd love for y'all to come to the mic if you have a question. Don't be shy, and we'll have a little chit chat. This is the best part yes. of the podcast. All right, this where you get to talk directly to us. So, who's got a question? You can make your way up towards the microphone. I see one going to Josh. Oh no, you going oh, no. to the you bathroom? Going, are you going to get a drink? Oh, you want to get a drink? I was like, hey, that's the first time we had a brother come up first. I have one here. All right, Denori's got one. Hi there. Hi. What's up, girl? What's your name? Bria. Where you from? I'm from Detroit. All right now, a native, a native. I love that. And my birthday was last week, so shout out to you. Happy belated birthday. (laughs) See, Fabulosity, what you started? See what you started, huh? (laughs) 
birthday to my best friend. She brought me here. Okay, was her birthday too? Yes. Uh, happy birthday, best friend too. <laughs> okay. Fabulosity. <laughs> a mess. So I'm kind of a deep person, and I saw okay. it's a lot of couples in here. And looking at y'all journey all the way back from Black Love TV show, shout out to that. Yes. What is y'all advice for couples overcoming trauma, struggles, and how do you create that healthy balance for relationships? Dope. Wow, you really thought about that question. Yes, huh? girl. She, she got, got right a bit to all it. nervous. She was just she like, oh, right my birthday. So now that I got the mic, <laughs> how do you balance trauma from the situational activities from my past? You see my fault. No. <laughs> no, that's a great question. It's a great question. You want to start? Um, well, for us, there was a lot of unpacking that had to happen over the years, right? So this is, like we said, 20 years in the making. And I think for Deval and I, we met really young. We were 18, 19, I mean, knew each other since elementary school, but I mean, really started dating and having a relationship in college. So we were struggling a bit because we were individuals, of course, 18 and 19 years old, who were still trying to find out who we are as people and grow, right, in that. But then also at the same time, to consider the other person's feelings, have to kind of make a decision with someone else in mind. So early on in our relationship, we struggled with a lot of that because we felt like we weren't communicating effectively. And a lot of it too had to deal with our past and it had to do with the way we were raised. I was raised in your traditional West Indian household where we don't really have conversation like that. It's kind of like things may go wrong. You might feel a way about something, but you kind of just hope and expect that it'll blow over, right? You're not gonna give details about it. You're not gonna tackle the problem. You sweep it under the rug and hopefully it goes away. Deval grew up the complete opposite. You know, he used to have family debates and family, family caucuses. Family caucuses where we talked about everything. They talked about everything and how everyone felt and tried to come to a resolution. So when we started dating and as our relationship progressed, that was a challenge for us. So even in our book and in writing the book, We Over Me, we talk a lot about how our childhoods affected us and brought us to be the individuals that we are today. And it was acknowledging those things and how it manifested itself in the way that we communicated and the way that we showed up for each other in our relationship. So even taking it a step further, Deval being husband of the year moves my parents in to live with us to help us with the boys. Yeah, we could drink to that. <laughs> so in him bringing my parents in to live with us now, he's literally getting a bird's eye view into how even my parents coexist. And he's that like, helps. wow, Kadeen, I have such a greater understanding for you and why you are the way you are and why you respond the way you respond to certain things because I can see how your parents raised you and what your family dynamic was like. So it required a lot of conversation between Deval and I. And we never really knew how to communicate effectively. I felt like we had a lot of roadblocks over the years because I took Deval's transparency and his honesty as him... Um, as him kind of badgering me, as him pointing out my flaws, I felt very inadequate at times because I felt like, man, I'm not living up to the standard of what he's looking for in a partner. So I used to kind of self-loathe and um, didn't realize why I had such a hard time just being able to express myself. But we were invested in each other and it required a lot of conversations, a lot of deep questions um, that really caused me to really search deep and say, you know what? This is not necessarily an attack. It's my husband being invested in wanting to know 
deep down how I feel about whatever the scenario is. And just that interest that he took in me alone made me feel like, man, at least somebody really wants to hear me out. He wants to understand where I'm coming from. He may not always agree, but at least he understands what makes me tick. He understands why I made the decision that I made. And I can't um, express to y'all how much that patience and that navigating how we communicated helped us get past whatever family traumas, whatever generational curses, like we like to say, had impacted us as children, now adults. Yeah, for me, it was just trying to understand who her parents were so that I could stand, understand who she is. Mm -hmm. And then when she says stuff, I had to learn how not to judge her for how she feels, right? So for example, if, if she's upset about something, in the past, and she would tell me, you know, when you said this, it hurt my feelings. Instantly, my, my thought process is, let me explain to you why what I said shouldn't hurt your feelings. And I was trying to constantly explain what my intention was and pretty much try to invalidate her feelings. Now, what I do is, is okay, I said something that made you feel a way. I'm going to acknowledge that you feel a way and apologize that you feel a way. I'm still going to explain to you why I did what I did, and then it's on you to decide if you want to accept my apology and we move forward. I'm not going to just sit here and badger her to make her change her mind. Right. I'm going to listen to her. I understand how you feel. This is how I meant it. Can we move on? And we do that in real time. Sure. We don't just wake up, be mad at each other, go throughout the whole day and go to sleep. If I have a problem with this woman right here, I don't, I'll tell you like this. We was about to argue on the way, we, we was at what, D, it was Fox D.C. this morning. No, Fox, Fox Detroit this morning. we argued a couple times this week, so I'm trying to figure out which one it was. Was it L.A. show? The L.A., it was, it was, no, yeah, yeah, but that's not the story. Okay, that's not the story. Okay. It was Fox the, them, this morning. We was getting ready to get on the station, right? Literally. And we arguing back and forth, and then we arguing, no, 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 we're the Ellis's, yes. We're the Ellis's. We over me, black love, yes. So happy to be Communication, here. Communication, yes. We communicate well, <laughs> yes. Soon as I add cut, yo, let me talk to you real quick. That's exactly how it works in our house. Let me tell y'all, our glam team, our crew, they're probably half the time like, let's tiptoe out of here. Because these two, what we're going to do is deal with it right in that moment. Because what we don't yeah. want to do is for shit to fester and to yeah. linger. And life is too short, y'all. Tackle it head on. It is. Thank you so much for Hope your question. Hope that answers your question. <laughs> Go ahead, Josh. Gotta <laughs> turn the mic. mic on, Josh. Josh broke it. Put, hey, charge him. Do not charge me for that mic. <laughs> oh, there we go. Hello, my hey. name is Takia. Hi, What's Takiyah? up, Takia? And I'm from Detroit. Nice. Shout out, Detroit. Shout out, Detroit. Yes. Um, okay, first of all, my daughter's name is Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I yeah. know, right? You got good hey. taste in names. I know. So I've been watching you since the first episode. Okay. Okay. So backstory. <laughs> okay. So my birthday. Fabulosity. Is I that you? Know. Is that you, Fabulosity? My birthday is March 8th. I know. So you have to sign. I know. Shout out March 8th. You have to sign my hoodie, please. I've watched all y'all. See what y'all started. You gonna buy a hoodie? I bought it already. Anybody who buy a hoodie, I'm gonna sign it on your birthday. I bought it. I got you. Everybody's birthday today. I bought it. I got you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. I've been married for 13 years. My husband. 
Thank you. Thank you. What's up, husband? I see you. Yes. I'm a clap for you, bro. 13 year, 13 year bitch yes. you did, bro. And we were sweethearts just like you are. Yes. Okay, so here's my question. I have a session called Marriage Matters Monday. And my question is, I want to start a podcast and I want to know how was your beginning? And can you give me some... Um, like Here's the pointers. Here's the pointers. pointers Real talk. For, yeah. You have to start. Start and be prepared to do podcasts when nobody is listening. Most people quit before the audience gets there because they don't believe in themselves enough to keep going. I was making videos with my wife and my kids for two years before any one of y'all saw that video with freaking Cairo. Two years. Every single day. I did two pictures and a video every single day for two years. And I told Matt and I told Josh I was going to do this every day until people started paying attention. And now look. That's, that's and, and to be honest, that's the only advice I can give you. You got to do the work. You got to be consistent. You got to start and don't quit on yourself. You do that, there you go. you'll be successful. Thank you. Good luck You're to welcome. you, sis. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash deadass. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because the media represents how people view us. And it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact. And the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Schmurter to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. 
Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. Near, yes, near, the OG that I used for years has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay, it works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. All right, down by Denora. All right, hello. Uh, Hi. What's so up? My name is Sierra. Hey, Sierra. Uh, so um, I'm an Aries. Shout out to Deville, fellow Aries. Uh, What's up? You an Aries? Team Aries. Let's go. go. Aries April right. 2nd. Happy March birthday 28th. to myself. Fabulosity 22. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> right. So, uh, and I'm married actually to a Leo, so I, I, I understand y'all. Okay. On the fireside marriage, okay? Fireside, I know how that is. I understand it. So, uh, my question is more so for Kadeem, you know, DeVille, Team Aries. You can sprinkle it on if you want to, but. No, no, you go ahead. Ask okay. her the question. Oh, answer the question. Uh, so, I just had a baby girl in March. Oh, Congratulations. I don't know nothing sorry. about that baby sorry, girl in November. Life. In November. I'm sorry. Okay. Right before Thanksgiving. So, okay. Deville, or Kadeem, I didn't miss. Look, it's all right. Go ahead, girl. You're looking snatched tonight, honey, okay? Thank you, baby. Chill. I can barely breathe, but... Give us the workout routine. You. Give us... I know one of your last podcasts, you talked about mm -hmm. you finally yes. getting into the gym and you being consistent this yes. time. Talk about what was different for you this time, you know. What about it? How are you getting back snatched after uh, having baby Coda? And, That's a good question. And well, the king maker. You. I appreciate the, the king, you, sis. The king maker right Thank here. you, thank you. So I have a very love-hate relationship with the gym with working out, but I'm married to a former athlete. So it really just required, why are you drinking my drink now? You said athlete, go to tell you, answer your question. Why are you focusing on me? He always you was babysitting anyway. Anyway, because I'm trying to be intact for y'all. So the biggest thing for me was consistency. That was an issue, right? And I believe the culture around women having to snap back, of course, with social media and celebrity culture is a stressor, right? The biggest thing that I learned after each child, well, I learned this information, which is completely just scientific. My OBGYN told me after Jackson, go easy on yourself because after having a baby, first of all, it took 10 months to get to that point for you to grow an entire human. What makes you think that you're gonna snap back in six weeks? The body hormonally after a baby doesn't even regulate to baseline for most women until nine to 12 months after birth. So think about that. You have all these hormonal imbalances going on. You're tired. You're maybe breastfeeding, bottle feeding, whatever it is. You're breastfeeding, exactly. So you're up with a baby every two hours feeding on demand. Then not to mention, too, you're going to eat what you want to eat because you just feel comfortable in that space. 
The biggest thing is giving yourself grace. You have to, you have to, for your own mental health and your own sanity. For me, it was important for me to just get back moving again. I feel my best self when I'm moving, when I'm active, when I'm able to bounce around. Thankfully, having DeVal by my side, he's able to encourage me the days that I don't feel like going to the gym, he's there. She cusses me out, but it's okay. I, I do, I do. I have moments where I don't want to go, and he hears it too. But also have an accountability partner. So I think you had posted something recently about me being in shape or something, and some of the backlash you got was that you're so overly concerned with my body getting back. Yeah, was it, it something was, like that? Yeah, a, a couple of people, because I always post Kadeen in a way to just empower her, make her feel comfortable about, yo, I'm on this journey with you. And I guess a couple of ladies felt like I was always pushing her to work out. Right. And that's when not the case. When in reality, I've never pushed Kadeen to work out, ever. I've always only asked her when she's ready, let me know and I can help you. But the biggest thing for me, and I'm going to speak to the gentleman here, is we like, to ha we like when our women look a certain way. We also have to be involved in their maternal health and their health in general so that we can facilitate that look. Yes. Which means I go to the gym for her, with her. I know all of her, I know everything she's supposed to eat, not supposed to eat, um, her sleeping pattern. I pay attention to all of these details so that I can be of assistance to her going through this journey. And when she doesn't want to do it, I've learned to be like, cool, you have your own process, but when you do, we gonna go together. Cause the more we go together, the more I've noticed like, it's gonna sound crazy, but it's almost like, like her, her pheromones and my hormones match, mesh well. And when we go to the gym together, it's an enjoyable process. But not the process of me telling her what to do. She has her workout, we go together. I do my workout, she be watching me from afar. I walk by, tap her on the booty, <laughs> give her some encouragement, keep going. But I've noticed with that type of encouragement, she's just been more into going to the gym. But it all started with me understanding certain things about like the women's, well, woman's body. For example, you said you had a baby when? November, right? And you're breastfeeding. You in I want the thick you, of things. I want you guys yeah. to think about this, right? I want you guys to think about this. The most disciplined people in the world, right? Navy SEALs, Army Rangers, mm -hmm. right? These people train for months to learn how to deal with sleep deprivation. And they are the most disciplined people on the planet, but they even have to train for sleep deprivation. But in society, we expect a mom to deal with sleep deprivation, be a wife, be a mom, go to work. It's a lot, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying this now as, the, like I, I know like I'm so wise. No, I'm saying this because this is my fourth fucking kid. And when, when it was <laughs> my first kid, when it was my first kid, it was, yo, That six. was disrespectful, y'all. He was disrespectful. <laughs> I was not disrespectful. You were wild disrespectful. Tell him what you told me. So, well, dang, you gonna put me out there. Just, these people like me. Why would you do that? Tell them the truth. Like, why We're transparent, you? right? We keep it real, right? Go ahead. I love you, you know that? Don't, don't even go there. <laughs> so this is after our first baby. My mom had three natural births. So at six weeks, I was like, what's up? <laughs> and she was just like, I know, babe, I know, babe. We were having an argument. I was like, yo, you act like you the first woman to ever have a baby. I said that. Yeah, I said it. A Paul. I said it. But I was 27. I had no clue what a woman's body goes through. 
And I felt like I was doing everything in my power as a husband at that time to make sure that her life was good. I moved her grandmother in with us. Her mom used to come over every day. I made sure that everything around her was easy, so I thought that that would help her get back. I didn't understand the psychological and physiological effects that having a baby was going to have on her body. And the reason why I don't mind telling that story is because there's some young couple in here who's probably going through the same thing, who she's looking at her baby's father or husband like, yo, like, what's your problem? Why aren't you like DeVal if I only talk about how much I know now? Rather than saying, oh, you just like DeVal was when he was 27. You know what I'm saying? We have to learn as people to give each other grace. The same way I gave Kadeen grace as I learned about her body, she gave me grace. Because if she didn't give me grace, we would be divorced and she'd be cussing me out like everybody <laughs> else. And I think it's important to tell that part of the story too. Because sure. I know this is your first child? Second. Okay. So you know a lot of the stuff that y'all have gone through that. And now it's the second time around and you feel a lot more prepared. We're hoping that somebody hears this and says, you know what, babe? Now that I understand what sleep deprivation is, I'll be more inclined to give you some grace. I want y'all to know, ladies, too, you know who else deals with sleep deprivation? Your child's father. And this is the truth. Somebody, <laughs> look. Somebody, su like somebody suck their teeth. Look, why are you going to suck your teeth? Why are you going to suck your teeth, huh? Huh? <laughs> you don't think I was up? You crazy. <laughs> let, me let, me tell you, let me tell you what my schedule was like. It depends on which child we're talking about. Let me tell you what my schedule was like with Cairo. Oh, God. Right? Cairo, Kadeem wasn't working. Stop me when I'm lying. Okay. Was I not putting 14 hours in the gym? You were. 14 hours at the gym working. I owned the gym. I had to be there to make sure that I could supplement whatever she wasn't bringing in at the time because I wanted to make sure that my wife didn't have to go back to work. Was I not working seven days a week? You were. I had no days off. I was working 14 hours a day. When I came home from the gym, the first thing Kay did was give me Cairo. Am I lying? So when was my time as a dad to be off? I worked 14 hours. Soon as I came in, she gave me the baby. So now when she goes to take the rest, I'm trying to make sure that she has some time to herself. It's three or four hours that I'm with Cairo. That's 18 hours already. DeVal still got to eat and sleep. Every time Kadeen got up with Cairo to breastfeed, did I get up? Yeah, kind of. I did. I got up and just like this. sleeper. You good? Okay, but it's still broken sleep. And after months, you don't realize how your husband or your child's father is going through the same thing you're going through. The same way you got to learn how to deal with sleep deprivation, so does he. Because I was a grumpy motherfucker, was I not? That's a fact. We were both grumpy motherfuckers. So on top of sleep deprivation, I wasn't even getting no booty. Nope. So we was at the each other. The desire for that was... We was at wanted. each other. But here's the biggest thing. By Cairo... She and I were a little bit more aware. Of what to expect. So there wasn't the same type of vitriol towards each other as it was for Jackson. But I always want to point that out too because I feel like dads who are real involved in their children's lives don't get enough credit. And when we do well, people say things like, that's what y'all supposed to do. But if you ever say to a woman, that's what you supposed to do, now you're being misogynistic. So I'm always going to speak for the gentleman. Fellas! Yeah. <laughs> All right now. That is my good! Now they want to talk up. I love that. And when it comes to the workouts, girl, I've noticed recently that I've oh, been that's doing what more weights. About? Yeah. This is the same person that whispered to me, Kay, we got to keep it concise because nope. there's a lot of people. Meanwhile, 
about five minutes, ten minutes later. My bad. You know, when I just got into my story. It's know? all good. Um, when it comes to workouts, I've noticed that what's helped me keep my curves but slim down is eating higher protein, trying to eat at least five meals a day. And I mean like breakfast, small meal, small snack, lunch, small snack, dinner, sometimes a protein shake, something that's easy. Like now that I'm on the road, I have my greens with me, vitamins with me, protein bars, like whatever I can just eat so my body doesn't go into starvation mode. Also, ladies, quiet as it's kept. I know you don't want to be bulky sometimes. Tell them. Work, lift weights. I lift She weights. didn't want to do it either. I ain't want like, to do it either. She's like, I ain't no football player. Why I got to hang clean? <laughs> now her ass on her lower back. And she's like, Deval, look at my ass. I'm like, I know. <laughs> hang clean, deadlifts, front squats, back squats, yeah. lunges, sprints. Don't get on that treadmill sprints. and do 45 minutes on the nope. treadmill. You're going to be skinny. You're going to be skinny. Like them women that be running the marathons, they be skinny fat. Because they be skinny, but they still got fat pockets. Skinny fat? I've never seen that. Y'all seen skinny fat people before? Yes. Oh. It, it's a thing because people who run marathons, their body's always in starvation mode. So they oh. store fat to pocket. And no muscle. In places and no muscle. No muscle. So that's why their body looks emaciated for doing miles. 45 minutes on the treadmill. You don't got to do that. Their heart health is probably popping, though. It is. They have great yeah. heart health. Great yeah. heart health. But yeah. poor muscular structure is bad for your joints. Lift weights. Lift weights. Lift weights. Squats. Deadlifts. Lunges. Eat Hang well. clean. Sleep, if you can, I know that's hard, but getting some decent sleep, drinking your water, literally the basics that yes. people tell you, it actually works. So take it back to the basics, sis. Get your rest. Congratulations on baby girl. All yes. That. Thank you so much. Babe, you're running out of uh, drink. You might want to. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> people get jewels and they sideburns, and now they want to talk crazy. You know I what mean, shout Go out ahead, to Genuine. Go ahead. It's you know? the triple tendrils for me. <laughs> Y'all ain't know I could sing, did you? I can't. Oh my goodness. I love Detroit. I love Cookie going. Let me know. Uh -huh. We can't just keep talking about the last time. You were here. What we did. No sleep till morning. <laughs> all right, we got to get back to the questions, got we? we got, they about to do a whole medley. It's this group right Girl, here. I hope you it's this group right here. Go ahead. Give yourselves a round of applause. That was actually All great. Right. That was great. That was great. I love yes. that. All right, my All bad, right, Josh. My bad, bro. Go ahead. What's up, brother? Hello. Hi. Orlando from Detroit. All right now. What's up? Hey, DeVille. What's up? Did you trick your wife into the fourth son, or did you have a conversation with her? Ooh. Ooh. Niggas coming with the hard questions. <laughs> It was all nice. He said, I'm taking my drink back for that one. Did you trick Kadeen? <laughs> uh, so, I'm going to be honest. I tricked her. No. The oh, question the was, question? did I trick Kadeen? Did I trick Kadeen or did we agree to have a fourth child? Because uh -huh. I know everybody knew after the three whole boys, 
I wasn't doing it again. She was like, she done, she done, done. she done. Here's the truth. Kadeen came to me one day and said, I don't feel like I'm done having kids. She said she didn't feel like she was done having kids. I said to her, I said, hey now. Hey now. <laughs> I can't guarantee you that this is going to be a girl. I can't. I can't. But I can guarantee you that if we have another child, we will be able to expand our family and do it in a healthy, positive way, and we're going to love whatever it is. That was my way of making sure that if it was another boy. <laughs> His disclaimer. It, it, it wasn't just my fault. <laughs> and she was just like, I don't care if it's a boy or a girl. She just wanted to have another child. Yeah. And once she said she was ready to be a mom again, I was like, let's do it. Let's, let's get it done. So the answer is no. I didn't trick her. Um, if you read the book, you find out that Kadena and I had an unexpected pregnancy in college. Mm -hmm. So part of the reason why Kadena and I take childbirth, child labor, child rearing um, so like serious is because since we were 19 years old, this has always been part of our mindset, how we were going to raise our families and making sure we do it the right way. So when it came to having children, we joke online about having three whole boys and only wanting a daughter, but it didn't matter to me if I had five, six, seven, eight sons. It didn't matter to me if I had eight daughters. Whoa now, whoa now. I just, well, well five, we can't five, six, have seven, no eight. more. Because, uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I got cut up. Y'all yeah. heard that episode? DeVal got the snip snippities. I went to sleep one night, woke up in the doctor's office. I said, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> she was like, nothing, baby. Go back to sleep. I was like, all right. Listen, it, and it was the craziest thing. So imagine this. You know, I scheduled. I found the best urologist I could find out in Atlanta and made the appointment. So took DeVal in that morning. <laughs> and just imagine driving into this place. There's a parking lot full of cars. And Bruh. literally every car was a man taking this really slow, reluctant walk out of the car into the office. All of us was like this. And then one by one, you're seeing the wives go back in and pick their husband up and walking them slowly back out. It was like dropping your kid off at daycare and coming back Yo, to pick them up. We was looking at each other like, <laughs> Everybody know why they there. <laughs> Come on, you next. You next. Come on, don't fall asleep now. It was, it was a sad day. It was a sad day. It was a sad day. I mean, but you know, it was time. It was but time. But now, here's, here's one thing I will tell you. I didn't know this. Women, women's libidos are definitely different than men's. But they also, every time you lay down with a woman, their thought process is, I could get pregnant. Yes. For men, that's not the thought process. <laughs> so we'd be ready to go. And it wasn't until years, Kadeem was explaining to me, like, yo, we lay down to have a good time, and then we just got calves randomly. Mm -hmm. Like, that's my biggest fear. Then I got the IUD put in. Anybody yes. else who's had the IUD? Supposed to be non-hormonal. So I'm thinking, oh, this is the perfect way to prevent pregnancy and I can have a good time. But that was causing a whole nother set of issues for me. Yeah. To the point where I went for a physical one day and I was borderline anemic. Why? Because every month I'm losing tons of blood. Like, this just, yeah. like, I was TMI, but ladies, y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So at that point, I said, you know what? I knew I wasn't done with children. I just had that feeling. And I, any woman that I had spoken to, even women older than me, that said, you'll know when you're done. 
it's just like a thing that women know when they're done. Mm. And I just felt like I wasn't done, regardless if we had a girl or boy. And I just thought of a funny-ass story of how we found out in the very, very early stages that it was a boy. Did we ever tell oh that story gosh. on the podcast? I don't know. I don't think we did. She said, uh-uh, tell us, girl, tell us. All right, so this real quick. Funny as hell. Real quick. Sorry, I know you got questions, but this one was a funny story. Kadeem was already pregnant. We, Kadeem was already pregnant. We was trying to find out if it was a boy or a girl. They got Anybody some special tests. Anybody heard test. of the test called Sneak Peek? Y'all never heard of Sneak Peek? Okay. So with the sneak peek, you take a blood test. You prick your finger, you take a blood test, and you put it in this thing, you send it into a lab, and they tell you, they send you in about a week if you have a boy or a girl. But the thing is with a sneak peek, you can't have any other testosterone around. Right. So Kay has to take the sneak peek by herself, and I can't be in a room. Kadeen is a hypochondriac, <laughs> right? So she stabs her finger. Now, before that, Kadeen was talking nasty. Yo, tonight, man, when you come, oh, we about to, you know what I'm saying? Nah, 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 nah. I was talking so nasty, so, y'all. She was like, yo, babe, I'm about to go in the room and change. Go get ready. So I'm laying in the bed naked, waiting for her to come out. She like, babe, I'm going to do this sneak peek real quick, and I'm going to come back. It's going to take five minutes. So I'm like, fine. So I'm sitting there naked, and I hear a whole bunch of fumbling going on. I'm like, man, what the fuck is going on in there? So I go in there. Kadeen got a tourniquet around her finger, right? She's sticking her like finger, sticking her finger, and wondering why no blood is coming out. So I go, "Hey, babe, you have to take the rubber band off your finger." So I take the rubber band off her finger. One little piece of blood drops out like this, and Kadeen goes, oh. "Faint." Now, faint. I, I told y'all I was in my bed naked, <laughs> so I'm naked, and I catch her right, but she naked. So now she's naked, falling to me naked. And I'm naked. So now, I'm naked and hard. <laughs> she like, I'm like, Kadeen, wake up. Kadeen, wake up. She oh like. Oh, my God. I passed out so quick. So I drag her back to the bed. I'm dragging her back to the bed. <laughs> my dick's still hard. And the whole time, I'm holding my finger up in the air like. Like this. You can't touch me. Don't touch me. You're going to contaminate the sample. So I drag her back to the bed, throw her in the bed. I go get the blood. I put it in there, close everything up, and we send it away. I didn't think the shit was going to work because it's not supposed to be no testosterone in around. And it and was I like was, as early as like eight weeks. So they say it's like 95% sure. Yeah, but I was behind her getting all the blood and stuff with a hard dick. Like I'm pretty sure there's testosterone somewhere in the air. <laughs> and I drag her in the back, plug everything up, go in there. We get it back in a week. It says, you having another boy. First person she blame is who? <laughs> Me. I was like, you contaminated the sample. She was so mad, yo. But then... We got we the got confirmation Dakota. from the doctor. Yes. And Mr. Dakota Marley Ellis is here, y'all. Yes. Happy and healthy. And he's the little soul who's supposed to be here, and I couldn't be more thrilled. Yeah. See, he looks just like me. I don't know if y'all seen him. Have you seen Dakota? That is my twin. And I said, Lord, I guess I should have been more specific. I asked for a mini-me. I should have asked for one with a vagina. He gave me one with a penis. <laughs> but it's all good. We love him just the same. And he's the perfect completion to our family. Yes. <laughs> so who was next? Nora. Who's next? Okay, I'm going to make this quick, but it is a little layered. Okay, so first I want to acknowledge um, my sister that was over here who said her birthday was March 8th, and she has a daughter named Brooklyn. Okay. Um, Y'all killing this me year, <laughs> No, it's not my birthday. I'm oh, fucking with this, you. This year um, on March 8th, my son and I, it'll be our daughter's fifth birthday, and she actually was stillborn, and her name oh. is Brooke. And oh, wow. lately, everywhere we go, we've been seeing 
signs of her. So I just want to acknowledge her. And that's what's up. That was oh, her sign. That's what's up. Yeah. Shout out to Brooke. I couldn't. I'm sorry for I couldn't let shout that out pass. to you. Yeah. Shout out to you. Thank yes. You. Um, so the first part of my question is: Can I give y'all a copy of my book? Definitely. Shameless plug. Definitely. Follow I got me, you. A word with B on everything. A word with B. Book right here. <laughs> Um, thank, thank you, you And then my question is, my husband, shout out to Lena right here being the photographer. Um, yeah. We have been married. It'll be four years in August. We met at work. He was a police officer. I was police dispatch. Shout out to Detroit Police. Um, That's what's up. We also have three boys. Like I said, our girl was stillborn. But my question is, how do you keep the balance of keeping each other first while being a mother um, being a father, because I'm, I'm family family oriented, and I often put our kids in everything. And mm -hmm. he's like, babe, what about me? Like, we don't always have to include mm -hmm. the kids. So how do you keep the balance of not yeah. including the kids? If you cracked open the book, who knows what the chapter's called? The kids ain't first. Facts. And that's a fact. Facts. Deval and I learned after just years of being parents, being spouses, and then also having businesses together, podcasts, careers, everything that we don't work well and nothing around us stays afloat if he and I are disconnected. So that's the first thing, because it all started here with us. We are very deliberate about setting out time now for each other, setting out time for the children. Like, I mean, shit, we stopped the whole show to call Jackson on FaceTime just to make sure that the moments that we're not there for, we're still present for. Right? So that's of utmost importance to us because we too are very family oriented people. I feel like we grew up in households that were also very family oriented as well. Absolutely. I'm going to give you an ill cheat code right here. Ask your husband what he wants. And when he tells you, don't do judge him, do it. Then tell him what you want and say, I need you to do this. This is what we do. Yeah. I kid you not. And when you say that in a, on social media or you say that to a bunch of people who are not trying to be of service to their partner, all you hear is, oh, my God, she's too submissive. Oh, my God, he's a simp. Mm -hmm. Your goal in a marriage is to be of service to your spouse. That's your goal. Period. The only reason you get married is because you chose to be of service. Mm -hmm. When he asked you, that was his choice to ask you. When you accepted, that was your choice to say yes. Mm -hmm. Just be like, babe, what you need? Babe, what you need? I got you. And, and no matter what it is, don't judge him. You know what I'm saying? Like, Kay and I will go through the list of things that we want every day. What you want today? I'm not lying. Yeah, literally. I'm not lying. And it could be something simple. Simple. Like, wake up in the morning. How can I make your day a little bit lighter? Facts. What do you need help with today? How can I alleviate some stress? Like, something simple like that. Yes. Because what tends to happen, too, with our men particularly... If they're anything like Deval is, Deval is going to say, I got it. I got it. Mm -hmm. Until he doesn't have it. Okay? And I'm going to be mad when she don't get it. But I never told her. <laughs> you never told her. You know what I'm saying? Right. And Deval, too, had a little breakdown last November after just the stress of the year and work and everything. Mm -hmm. And I, in turn now, looked at myself and I was like, how did I not pick up on the fact that my husband was in need of something? Like, how did I miss that? How did I not see it? And it was just me always being accustomed to him saying, Kay, I got it. And I'll be like, I know. 
So I'm so much more deliberate now about asking him in real time, what is it that you need? And it takes the guessing out of it too. Facts. Right? Why try to wait for somebody to figure out what it is you want? Say what it is that you want in real time. When the spouse or the partner delivers, then you're going to feel like, wow, she or he actually took the time to give me something that I have requested, took the time to anticipate my needs, took the time to anticipate what I may want in that moment. And then it makes it easier for you to then want to reciprocate that because you feel taken care of. Facts. It's the business of service. You can't get married if you don't expect to be of service to someone. Facts. Great question. What up, D? What's up, Kay? What's, What's good? Up? Chris from Detroit. Uh, my wife right there. She didn't, hey, want me to, she didn't want me to come up here. And no, look her. Cover her face. Is she, she ducking? Me. Yeah, she said. You said bought the tickets. You said not to. You're like, no, Chris, no! <laughs> Chris, please sit down. Hey, so I got a question. Uh, I wrote it, so I wouldn't know. Oh, you wrote it down? Yeah. Oh, you wrote it down now. You can't organize. It's not that long. It's just you better be organized. Uh, so I know you guys have probably had different perspectives on business decisions that you needed to, that needed to be made. Mm -hmm. um, have you, have you the, ever brought like all of your, all of the facts to Kadeem? Like, you know, this is what it is. This is how we should Let me tell you it. something. Let me tell you something. There is not a fact in my brain that does not go to this woman. You want to know why? It's my life partner. Yeah. Like, there's, when, when I'm talking about numbers, social security, how, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you, do you have kids? Yeah. If something happens to me tomorrow, Kadeen is going to have to know where the trust is, who gets paid out what, how much is the life insurance. She, so what I, I'm responsible for all of our wealth building stuff. That's what I do. Me and my partner, we go through all of that. At the end of every month, I sit my wife down and I say, look, this is the insurance plan. This is how much money we have in this account. This is how the business works. If something happens to me tomorrow, these people have to get paid. This has to get done, and you have to continue to do this because we got four kids. So fuck me being dead. I, there's no time to grieve. There's no time to do that. You have a responsibility to keep going. I rebuke going. that in Jesus' name. And yes, we rebuke that. I'm going to knock on wood. I'm going to knock on wood because it is snowing like a motherfucker outside. <laughs> but there isn't a detail in my life that I don't share with my wife, and that comes from business to intimacy because... If you choose a woman or you choose a person and that's the person you want to experience everything in life to, you should feel comfortable just uploading everything on her and watching her be like, I got you, babe. Because I asked her to do the same thing for me. Listen, DeVal, too, has business acumen. Like, whenever you have a couple, usually one might be stronger at one thing than the other. And we understand what our strengths and weaknesses are. So business acumen is his thing. Finances, that's his thing. Creativity, that's his thing. So anything that is in that domain, I trust him wholeheartedly to know that he'll never lead our family astray. So what I am now is a team player because I'm the more organized one. I'll think things out. I'll do the a research. A little more? <laughs> I wouldn't even know there was a show today if she didn't put it on my calendar in my phone. DeVal told his brother to come. Oh, yeah, come to uh, come, come visit us uh, March, March 3rd or 4th. Yeah, we home that weekend. I said, DeVal, we not home that weekend, bro. She organizes my We are in life. Detroit. So it takes that partnership. And it's so much sweeter and it's so much easier when you can celebrate the process and the journey, the wins and the losses with someone. So go ahead and involve each other in that. Are you planning to start a business soon? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I wasn't kind of done with the question. You kind of, you know. Oh, my bad. No, you, <laughs> you my just bad. did your thing. You like, 
Stop what was right the, there. What was the question? My best. Yeah. I don't even remember. Not no. Uh, so basically, he, the pull question, the phone back out. I got ADD question. real uh, bad. I do too. You said finances. I was just like finances. What you gotta do? No. He didn't say finance. He said business. He said, "See, I didn't even know what you said," and I answered the question. Basically, like. Have you ever brought an idea to her and she didn't think it would it would work? Yeah, and it is. And <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna let you finish All the, the question. Go ahead. And y'all like, how did y'all come to a common ground with like, cause you don't wanna just- I said, like, bitch, listen, no. <laughs> um, finish, finish the question, my bad, I'm sorry. My ADD is just my bad. That's it, man. How y'all come? <laughs> I'm fucking with y'all. Sorry. I, mean, I feel like go we ahead. gave you extra, though. We gave you extra no, to kind ahead. of surround the question. Go ahead. I got how you. you. How you come to a common ground? You don't want to just take control and just be like, oh, well, this, I'm the head. This is what I do. You know what right. I'm saying? But like, you still want her her opinion to matter. You know what I'm saying? So, so here's here's the biggest thing. Here's the true true answer. True answer. Every idea needs a pitch, right? When you have an idea, you got to pitch it, right? You want other people to believe in your idea. If you can't have the partner, the person you trusted with your life, make them believe in your idea, then you probably picked the wrong partner or your or idea is bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you should be able to art eloquently articulate what the idea is and have the woman that love you be like, I see it, babe. And if she don't say, I see it, babe, she still love you enough to be like, babe, let's do it. Because she didn't believe in none of this. Not, when I told her I was retiring from football, to go into TV film, she was like, now? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? And I was like, well, the Lions don't want me no more. They cut me. She's like, you can go to Canada. Canada's right by Detroit. Makes, like, she had every other idea. Anthem. Here's, I'm going to tell you something as, are, are you a dreamer? You a dreamer? You know who has to believe in your dream first? You. If you believe in your dream, keep working at it. And make your wife a believer in your dream. And if you can eloquently articulate to her what your dream is, I guarantee you she's going to rock with you and y'all going to build something that's amazing. amazing. And that's what we did. All of this was a dream that I, I literally told her. I wanted to have a show called The Vow's Truth hosted by my wife where I could tell stories about the shit that we go through. After going on social media and then and she was like, you're not putting me on social media. That's literally, literally what she said. Yeah. 2014, she said, The Vow, there's no way. No way. And now look. Here we are. See what I'm saying? You got it, bro. You got it. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. Near, yes, Near, the OG that I used for years, has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite... Coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay? It works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me-time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. There's power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one to name a few. There is a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. 
Show Black Founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. That's right, y'all. Black Founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sorry, I know y'all standing there for mad long. My bad. I think these have to be the last two questions here and here. here okay. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. Write into listener letters, though, if y'all are online. I'm sorry about that. We can sit with y'all all night. I mean, I'm feeling like it's going to be a big sleepover anyway, because I don't know what outside looks like. We should have all brought our sleeping bags. I know. It is crazy And outside. just hunker down together, because, baby. <laughs> all right. Okay, we got? first, um, your ponytail is fire. Thank you. Okay, Janelle. I saw you at the beauty supply store. Thank you. She wants to say something. Okay, before she asks her question, we're best friends. We go out all the time, and we always ask this, <laughs> especially since she's about to ask this. What do you think we do as our occupation? Before she asks her question. That's before, a question? So you guys are best friends, and you both have the same occupation? Yes. Y'all are giving nurse vibes, like y'all work I in think the hospital nurse together. Too. Teacher? You a teacher? Kindergarten teachers. I knew okay. that. White lady in Detroit? She's nah. definitely teaching. <laughs> Uh-huh, you got some of your kids' parents in here, huh? We Be always, careful what you say. She gonna give your kids bad grades. We always run into parents. But okay, now she <laughs> wants to ask her question. Okay. Okay, so you guys said nothing was off limits. Um, you guys are very in love. I love the way you love each other. Mm-hmm. So I was just wondering if you've ever had a threesome before. Ooh! <laughs> into the thick of it! Into the thick of it! Well, let's do a poll, all right? Let's do a poll. Someone said, read the book. Yeah, read the book. Uh, I don't know if we left details about that in there or not. Did we do a threesome? Show of hands, yes? How many people think we've done a threesome within our 20 years? Raise your hands high now. If you (laughs) think, yes, Deval and Kadeen have had a threesome, raise your hands. 
And if you think we didn't, raise your hands. She asked, you asking if we can? Oh, I was about to say, girl, now. This is she not was like, the well, time since y'all, since y'all brought it up, I was wondering. <laughs> it's real dead ass fan over here with the t-shirt like, okay, no, just kidding. <laughs> well, you said you're on the fence? All right, drum roll, please. Somebody give me a drum roll. Deval and I have had a threesome. Yes. We have. In college. In college. In college. Look, look. look. Don't call Mimi. Put your phone down. <laughs> I see you over here. Yeah, we did. We did it in college. Yes, we did it in yeah, college. Yeah, we, we were young. We were experimenting. You know, you heard us a vibe. So it's like, all right, let's give it a try. Yes. And we did. And now she hates the woman. <laughs> Hates her, hates her guts. I mean, it was it was a situation in that moment. We did it. Deval was trying to, um, I guess, let her down easy by maintaining some sort of cordial relationship. I was look, in it for look, a look, transaction. Look, look at y'all. You know? nah, uh, 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 uh. I was trying to smash and run, and he was trying to be like, but no, let's let her off easy. And I was like, stop. Eh, I guess. Stop. Go ahead. All women deserve respect. She, look, look at y'all, y'all talk about no? How you gonna say no? She engaged in a sexual activity with both of us. She can't be treated and discarded like trash. You wanna know why? You know what women like that do? Fuck your future up. I discard her, right? Boom, her. boom, get out of here, get out of here. This gonna be her. With a tell-all I'm gonna book. get them niggas later. <laughs> We write a book, We Over Me, then she come out. We Over Me, huh? Remember college, 2007? <laughs> Remember me, Kadeen? No, I'm not. Listen, my uncle okay. and my father told me to respect any woman who is going to lay down with me and open her legs. That's what my mother and my father, my mother, my father, and my uncle said. If you are going to lay down with me and we're going to engage in something, I'm going to respect you as a human first. There's no reason why she has to be treated like trash. It's simple. I'm being honest. I wasn't saying trash, but she understood the assignment. We did the thing one time. Keep it pushing, sis. All right? You know what she was here for. She didn't get the assignment. Listen. No. Okay. Listen, it was one time, you know. It was a good time. It wasn't a long time, but you know. It was a great time, though. Yeah. <laughs> I recorded it. You did it. I might Did drop you? it on OnlyFans. No. <laughs> Stupid. Nah. Good question, though. Good question. You know, we're going to be honest. That's what it was. Yeah. We were in college having a good time. It was fun, too. You know. Yeah. I don't ever think don't about it. Don't start reminiscing I don't now. ever think about now it ever, though. Now you're getting out of hand. It be coming in my brain. I'll be like, get out of here. Don't be reminiscing. What are you doing? But I usually follow. I think I, I mentioned this on another podcast. Someone had asked me. It was like two truths in a line. I said... One of the, the, I guess my truth was that I do, we did have a threesome. Mm -hmm. And um, it's not negotiable now, though. That's something that's off the table, like, within our marriage. So we were young kids having fun at the time. Yeah, I'm <laughs> good, man. You be throwing that thing on me. You know. I be good. You know. <laughs> Thanks for your question, though. Appreciate y'all. All right. And the last one of the night. What's up, y'all? So my name What's is... Up? Con Kellyanne. I'm from Detroit, currently living in Jersey City. What's okay. up? And speaking of women fucking your future up, I got a question and a story for you. Oh, Lord. Ooh. One segue into another. <laughs> you here by yourself? No. 
Oh, okay. But it's not her. It's oh, not her. No, okay. No, no, no. All right, so I'm a recording artist, sing R&B, and I moved to Jersey City to pursue my first record deal under Sony. And as a fellow entertainer. I know you hear them, bro. Sing something. Don't you remember you told me you love me, baby? Okay. Okay. A little loose. Okay, I see you. Favorite artist. Um, but so as a fellow entertainer, you know, we're constantly surrounded by women, beautiful women, all different races, ages, etc. I'm also... <laughs> Detroit going, let me tell you something, Detroit going to be demanding. Y'all going to cut up. <laughs> we didn't we didn't have Fabulosity 22, Yoke Up Josh, now somebody talking about sing something else right now. <laughs> sing something by Jodeci right now. <laughs> sing Maxwell. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this is, this is real, this is a real okay, life okay, story. Okay, okay. It just okay, happened two weeks ago. So. Sing Drew Hill. No, go ahead. My Sherry Amore. Lovely as a summer's day. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Sorry, go ahead. I hear so, you, brother. So I'm an entertainer, right? Surrounded by a lot of beautiful women. And the reason why this is a tricky subject is because I just found out that one of the women that's a part of my team, I have two other businesses, and she's a part of my music career. She's a semi-up-and-coming choreographer. Okay. And she's a part of my other two businesses, a vital person. But I found out through somebody, a homeboy, that she's trying to sabotage me, get into a relationship. She wants to break it up or avoid me from falling in love because she wants to make sure that one, we have a situation, and two, it will make my career more desirable as an R&B singer. So, Paul, the reason why this is not easy to give up, right, is because we make a great team. However, no, you don't. No, you don't. However. Ha no. However. No, there's no however. Bro, bro, let me stop you. Let me stop you. Javel, you got that one, bro. How you make a great team with someone you know is trying to sabotage but you? But I just found out. What kind out. of team just, you trying to build? I just right. found out. I just found out two weeks ago. How much more time you need? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got you, brother. Hold on. How old are you? I'm 29. 29, that's, that's why. Go ahead, yeah, finish. Yeah. Hold, finish. On, hold on, finish. So, as a man, there's temptation around, right? Yes. How do you avoid temptation because women, you have to kind of feed a fantasy. And then two, Kadeem, how do you, what makes you feel secure with your man being in an entertainment space where a lot of women are thirsty and also seeking after your man, honestly? So this is the first thing. Kadeem and I talked about this the other night. In college, there were times where we gave each other breaks. There were times where we went and tried to talk to other people. Because I never felt obligated to be here, and I'm making a choice to be here, I make that choice every single day. There isn't a woman that walks by me, I don't care how good she looks, that is gonna make me choose her over my wife. I had that option before, you know what I'm saying? When we weren't married, when we were, when we were out here playing around, and I was playing around, there was times we was both like, yo, we need to give each other space. Cause she'll tell you this too. I've asked her this question since college. I said, you sure? you don't ever want to try to date anybody else. Because what I don't want is for you to wake up at 60 years old, look over at me, and say, I wish I would have did some other things. We gave each other the space and time to do what we want to do and make a choice to be here. Now that I've been here, because I've been with other women and done other things, I knew I made the choice that was going to make me a better man. For example, she not going to purposely sabotage me. You know what I'm saying? So it don't matter how good she look. 
If you're going to mess up my legacy, my family, Absolutely. my kids, you got, there's no way. You I don't even, go. maturity will happen. Like, you get older and you'll realize, like, that shit is not worth it, bro. It's not. Sleeping with someone you work with, no matter how good they look, is not worth it. You'll realize it. Now, I don't expect you to know at 29, because at 29, too, Devout was kind of like, mm, would I? But when you start to have kids and you start to focus on being the best version of yourself, you'll realize that some things are just not worth it, bro. That's a fact. And to answer your question, first of all, plot twist. What if your homeboy said this because he was trying to sabotage you? Ooh. I got confirmation from somebody else who's friends with her. Okay, I was just making sure, because you know me, I'm gonna be devil's advocate and be like, well, let's look at it from this angle. One thing I've learned early on is that no one can teach me to be secure, right? I have to be secure. It's not DeVal's responsibility to make me secure. I have to work on that by myself. And because I'm in a secu secure space, knowing what I have to offer within this relationship and what I bring on a daily basis, not only as a wife and a mom, and, but everything in totality, he knows what he got. I don't gotta worry about none of that. He can have as many sex scenes as he wants. He can do whatever he wants on TV, but baby, he's gonna come home. And I'm, I'm confident in that. So that's something for me that I just can rest easy at night. And this man stays all over me, y'all. I don't know if y'all can tell. Y'all see how you be looking at me up here? What you gonna do when I come home, though? That's, that's the next question they wanna know. Now I'm gonna swing from the chandeliers. Because why? You got snips, so I don't got no fans no more. No fans. Janelle, is that ponytail secure? That's all I wanna know. <laughs> Listen, Cause baby. Cause I'm trying to ride that. Nah, nah, seriously, bro, I appreciate yeah. the question. But All it's, the best it's not, in your career, it's too. not easy. Yeah. It's not easy. And when people tell you when you get married that all the temptation goes away, it don't. No. It don't. I've been married 12 years. Mm -hmm. We've been together 20 years, almost 21 years. Yeah. A fine woman walked by, still going to look. I'm going to look, too. I you can know what appreciate I'm saying? a beautiful woman. Like, that never changes. And anyone yeah. tells you when you meet the right one, you stop looking. They fucking lying. Because what'll happen is you'll meet the right one and you'll still look and you'll be like, what's wrong with me? Or you'll say, what's wrong with her that she can't keep my attention? Hmm. It ain't about that. It's about you making a choice. And as long as you make the choice that's in your best interest, you'll do good. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Oh, my God. That was a great list of letter questions. Yes, it was. For sure. Let me ask a question. Did y'all have a good time tonight? Did you? Oh, man. You, I keep looking out in the audience in awe. I'm so happy y'all were with us tonight. We had such a good time. I feel like we could have been here all night. I'm like, shit, I didn't even look at the time. We don't want to hold y'all up all night. Um, but we thank y'all so much for coming. You want to close out the show? Can everybody stand up, please? Fix my tight shirt. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> ripped your shirt, too. Did you see that? It's ripped. Some swole. Look at you. Swole. So... This is the part of the show that I love the most other than listener letters, right? And it's because of this. One of my castmates that I work with, his name is Cam, said, yo, DeVal, you're one of the greatest manifestors that I know because everything that you've said has come to light. Everything you said was going to happen is actually happening. And I want to do an exercise with y'all that I do every morning, all right? I want everybody to close your eyes. I want you to think about your biggest dream, the perfect job, the amount of money you want to make, the love of your life, the house that you want to retire in and the car you want to drive. I want you to think about the career that you're going to choose, 
that's going to give you purpose and financial security. Can everybody see it? Can I tell you something? If you can see it, it's already happened. And if it's already happened, all you have to do is open your eyes and claim it. Claim it for yourself the same way I claim for myself. This woman you see right here, all of you you see right here, the money we all going to make, the houses we all going to buy, the cars we all going to drive, and the people that we are going to pay it forward to. Because when you give a chance to live in abundance, you have a fiduciary responsibility to always pay it forward. Give yourself a round of applause. Yes, we love y'all, Detroit. So, before we leave out of here, we're going to do an Ellis goodbye. Yes. Do y'all know what an Ellis goodbye is? What does it look like? Ellis goodbye is when you pat yourself on the chest twice and you say peace. I love y'all. Everybody, we're going to do this to the camera. All right. I need an Ellis goodbye on three. One, two, three. Dead Ass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Dead Ass the Podcast and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's better, H-E-L-P. Com. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. One at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's a perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free for everyone and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it.